With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Home sense? Why is it home sense? The prices make sense. Ooh, outdoor is in. Are those plates melamine? Pretty planters, pillows, lanterns. Pretty much everything outdoor. And the savings. What oh, makes sense to me now? Out save on outdoor. Find a store at homesense.com. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast on Sunday night. Uh, I'm your host, Keith Plunker, and this morning I woke up with a creak in my neck and I should have stayed in bed, made a bad decision to get up, should have wrote this day off, but I didn't, I stuck with it and I'm suffering for it now. I'm joined tonight by Shawnee Lawson. Shawnee, how are you? Keith, what's happening, Pat? As good, good as can be, I suppose. How's your neck? No creaks or no, none of that? It's my bollocks that I'm worried about because I've been off the pain in the after that 90 minutes. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. It was a few talking points that we'll get to them, I'm sure. Um, Peter Smith, all the way from Catalonia. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, good afternoon. All good, Keith. All good, lads. Great to have you, great to have you tonight. Well, you know, not all good, but why not? Why not? And Grizz can. Grizz, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as the lads. Pain in my bollocks, in my head, in my (laughs) neck. Everything, every part of my body's aching. I think that might be the COVID, Chris. I think that's the COVID. I was just going to say, but I think that's the COVID. Yeah, but, that could um, be. But yeah, we go again, as they say. We go again. We go again. Right, lads. No scaring around it. Liverpool got absolutely rogered 7-2 tonight by Aston Villa. Um, very few positives we can take from it. Plenty of negatives. But... There's been a lot of reaction to it in in the the half hour, forty minutes, or whatever since it ended, and some of it is is going over the top, and some of it, you know, is justified. Sean, you'll come to you. What did you make of the game um, as a whole, and what were the the main sort of talking points that you took from it? Um, as a whole, it was an an absolute disaster from uh, from minute one. Um, we just never settled into the game. I'm going to be try as rational as I can after you get beaten 7-2 because I don't think we should just skirt over it and go on about how good the team is. Look, you're as good as your last game, as they say. And 7-2, look, it didn't really flatter Villa. And that's the thing because at times in the game, Barkley could have had a hat-trick by half-time. And then you're looking at a, a, a Villa side that every shot you were taking was going in. It was ending up in the back of the net. And it was just one of those days. We never, ever got any sort of control in the game. And the thing is, it's hard to put such abysmal performance down to one player. But you'd be lying if you said Adrian wasn't at the at the heart of it because it all starts with him. From, from day dot, from minute dot, 
we just never get going in the game because his error is costly. We were punished at every turn tonight. It was a shocking performance. The worst I've seen from us in a long, long time. However, I love the boys in the background there, lads. Give her a rest. Yeah, who's got that on? Grizz or Peter? No, no, it's definitely Peter. Definitely Peter. Definitely is. Peter will come to you. Have you got lovely little uh, lullabies playing in the back? He yeah. does because he's gone on you and we can't. I do, I do. Keep the... Now I'm back, I'm back. Sorry, it's oh, gone yeah. down. Um, <laughs> yeah, big shout out as well. I mean, I back up everything that I to be honest with you. Big shout out to all the remaining uh, Jordan Henderson haters who don't understand his value to this team. I mean, watch that game. I said it on Twitter tonight. Watch that game on repeat over and over again until you realise that if you're going to play a high line like, like that, which I don't necessarily think we should, um, and we can talk about that later, you have to have somebody pressing pressing the middle of the park, especially when you've got an attacking midfield trio as Villa did tonight. You know, there was just no pressure on the ball. I thought Dean Smith got everything spot on. Ollie Watkins, uh, Joe Gomez as well made Ollie Watkins, we said earlier on, look like Harry Kane. He, he, Ollie Watkins was a, he scored his fourth goals in the Premier League tonight. He looked to me like he's been scoring goals for five or six years at the highest level. He hasn't. Um, I thought, to give uh, Villa their credit, I thought that uh, Matty Cash is an excellent fullback, will play for England. Um, I thought John McGinn, if Aston Villa had John McGinn last year, they wouldn't be in a relegation battle. Everybody shites on about uh, Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is great when he has time and space for me, but John McGinn is the bollocks, is the, is the bread and butter in that midfield, and he really picked us off tonight. Um, I thought as well the fact that they've got a very, very good goalkeeper is probably and a good centre for the difference between it's a different Aston Villa. I mean, Martinez, nobody's talking about him, an excellent goalkeeper, ripped off at Arsenal. For me, they should have got rid of Leno, he's a spoofer. Um, yeah, nothing, no good performances from the bar. I thought Diogo had to, you know, put it up to them at times tonight, but I thought Matty Cash just made it a personal battle, so it kind of nullified that we were. It looked to me like Liverpool players were looking at each other going, who's going to start this? Who's going to get this? The first time I've seen not one Liverpool player take responsibility. Don't even want to go there with Adrian. I mean, at one stage, he went walkabouts when Ollie Watkins nearly tapped in his fourth. It, it just sums him, him up. It's not his fault. He's just not good enough to play for us. And I think we were, people will talk about Joe Gomez. Oh, he's young. You're either good enough or you aren't. We've seen 17, 18 year olds come into the team in different positions and be good enough. You're either good enough. And when you're champions and when you want to go back to back, that means you're either good enough or you aren't. I don't want any passengers in this. Yeah. That, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And you know what? We'll come back to individual performances now in a few minutes. And I've Darius's comment up there. We'll come back to that one in a sec as well. But Chris, your opinion overall on the game today, t- this evening? Um... Um, football's a humbling sport, isn't it? It um, is. Life comes and, at you fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we take the highs. We, talk, we take the plaudits. We give the... We give the players and the team the mentality monsters tag. And we talk about all the good things that we've done in the last few years. And, you know, there, there is going to be moments that you want to just sort of forget. There are games that you just don't ever want to talk about, but you have to. You have to talk about them. It's part and parcel of it, you know. Uh, today was one of those games, uh, I was going to call you Gaff, but um, you're a far better host than Gaff. Who's bottled it, by the way, today? 
Um, <laughs> you know, we were going to bring up the Gomez centre back, but anyway, we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't touch on it if he's not here. Um, look, it yeah. was uh, just exactly echoing what the two uh, knowledgeable chaps said. It was it was a disaster, literally from the minute get go. Um, I said it against Leeds. When when uh, a midfield outruns and outbattles our midfield, we're in trouble. And um, I thought credit to Aston Villa's midfield. We can touch upon Alice. Um, Alice um, what's his name in goal? I don't want to say his name. See that that was natural. I didn't mean to say. I didn't want to say. I don't want to say his name because you know what I think about him already. But we can talk about that keeper we've got when Allison's not fit, not being up to it, and we know the score with him. And we may get onto it later. But the rest of the team um, are to blame as well. You can't single out one player. Every section of our team has leaders in terms of vocal leaders, in terms of communicators, when we're looking to press other teams. Up front has it. And it seems to be Mane, the vocal one, who sets the press. Midfield has it. And it seems to be Hendo is the one that communicates with the, with the rest of us to, to press. And usually it's Virgil at the back. Or Alisson, maybe even. There was no communication through the spine of our team in terms of when to press, how to press. A lot has been made up. A lot, a lot, a lot has been made. That's definitely not my baby this time. A, lot, a lot's been made up of, you know, sort of oh, this pressing, uh, this high line we play. In fact, I'm culpable. A lot of people can say, you know, it came back to haunt me because I, I remember, Keith, I, I compared our uh, offside traps to the great Arrigo Sachi teams. Mm. Fucking hell, what do I know, eh? Um, I thought it was um, embarrassing. I thought it was, and that's the only word for it. Yeah, Aston Villa were great. Aston Villa outworked us and Ollie Watkins was unplayable, as, as, as um, Klopp says, but only because of the organisation, the communication and the setup of our team and individual errors. And that's what it was. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it, it was a humbling defeat. It was, you know, we're, we're going to get stuck into the, some of the performances and all, but, but Darius Hoyt has put this comment up. This beating showed the team coaching and owners what injuries can result in. And abysmal as this as abysmal as this was, this was the perfect time to happen and will get fixed. Now, Sean, he'll come to you. Do you think it'll get fixed? There's no time to fix this. Like, the, Adrian is going to be in goal for the next, well, he's gone, Alisson's out for four to six weeks. Apparently, we'll probably have right, an international break in there, but we're going to have games in that time. Adrian's going to be in goal. There's no other alternative, is there? Yeah, but the word fixed is, I think, is a bit heavy. Like, fixed. This this game is an anomaly. Let's make no bounds about it. We're not going to play many games this year and give up 31% possession only and concede seven goals. Look, context is very, very important with these things and it's always good to take a a seat and relax for a minute and see how it goes. Now, I can only imagine what social media knee-jerk is like at the moment. And look, uh, a couple of the lads in the group, Grizz being one and Shane Daverin being another one, have always been vocally against Adrian being his second-choice goalkeeper. I was of the idea that he was grand because, look... Oh. The thing is... Yeah. We've got his back, his back. Is that, back, Shawnee? 
I'm back on internet. Yeah, you're back in there now. Back in there now. Yeah. So basically, where where did I get cut off? Early. So that you, Davo, or Davo and Grizz were critical, but you always felt he was fine. Is he gone again? Yeah, Davo and Grizz were always against the idea of having Adrian as a backup goalkeeper. And I was always more of, well, look, he's going to, he's not going to play many games. But now it's an issue we have to deal with. And four to six weeks is just the amount of time where you probably don't bring in another keeper in an emergency. Had it been a little bit longer, he probably, probably would have got something done. Now, the issue of being fixed is, I think it's a little bit knee jerky. Um, look at three of them goals tonight. They don't even dream of shooting. Allison's in goal. It's just one of them. T- we have to deal with it. This is one of the. Where you take your licks. You take the good. You take the rough with the bad. The good, yeah. the bad with the smooth. You just get on. Not one of them can hold that head up. Point. I thought Salah. Salah tried it. Tried his best. I really did. I thought he was the one trying to drag it through them. Well, what's more annoying to me is he seems to be getting away with it. Firmino has been shocking of late. Now, I understand yeah. people going yeah. about being the system, but he's not even doing the system things. He's not coming back into midfield and nicking the ball away from their whole midfielders. He's not doing the little things. He's not linking play. He's not, it's, nothing is there. His touch is not there. The simple five-yard pass is not there. It just hasn't happened for him at all. Has not happened for him at all. And he's struggling big time. And I thought... Um, Minamino would have been the change at half time there, like for like. But Klopp tried to change the system, and I don't think Klopp was great either tonight. Uh, look, we can we can point fingers at every single person. You can point fingers at management, but if you've played football, you know when a game gets to a certain stage, you sometimes you just need to take responsibility yourself. The likes of Virgil, the likes of Fabinho. The likes of Trent, the likes of Robertson going around and say, you know what, lads? This isn't going to be our day here. Let's fucking just dig in and get out of here unscathed as as much as possible. But no, it, it was blind. It was blind optimism from the fourth whistle to the last. It, it was a sh- really, really terrible performance. No other way to put it. It was. It was, it was poor all around. Um, another comment come in there from, uh, I'm going to make a ball to this. Kubab Elias. That was my next guest, Grizz. That was my next guest. And he's saying um, from the start, the team was lacking in spirit, uh, probably taken aback by sudden disappearance of Mane and Allison. I wouldn't blame the whole line or the goalkeeper. We need to learn to cope with injuries onto the derby. And Peter, I'll come to you because it, there's a lot of, it's getting a lot of stick to high line. Um, do you think it, it warrants that or is it just it's worked so well up till now and we just got caught by the no. balls tonight because everybody was off form? It works when you when you press effectively. Liverpool did not press effectively at all in any area of the, of the park. The only the only player I saw that tried to lead a press in any way was Hotta in the first half. You know, he was pressing the hell out of cash. They, you know, they were having a little ding dong. The high line's a problem. If midfielders aren't putting pressure on people, I'm. Hang on a sec. It's the smallest one. I'm going to move. The high high line is a problem. If uh, if you've still got me there, the high line's a real problem. If midfielders don't want to do their job, and that's and essentially that is the problem. That was the problem tonight. Um. Now, don't get me wrong. 
if if the high line is going to be effective as well, everybody has to be confident within it. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even want to talk about Gomez. Um, you know, I think um, you should, though, Pete. We I will. Think, you know, so I for think me, if midfield. Yeah, well, yeah. To be honest with you, in the past, if, and if you look, if you look, every step, I'm, and I, I have, I know. I just, I sometimes sound like a broken record, and I don't want to. But you know, I watch Virgil. The our line is set by Virgil Van Dijk. Obviously, everybody sets the line. Where he's the player that you see with his with his arms out every time Liverpool don't have the ball. He's setting the line. You guys know the game, so it's a very simple job. If you're the, if you're the mark. Okay, I will join him in that line. So many times Gomez was wrong side of the fella he was trying to mark, which was Ollie Watkins, or he was just wrong side of where Virgil was trying to set the line. There was a couple of times when we were looking at the VAR, looking at the linesman to try to bail us out, and it was never going to happen. I mean, Aston Villa played it like a, a just played it so well. You know, the lads that were offside weren't interfering with play. They knew that they continued. It just for me, like I said to you, we can we can you can't when you're playing a high line, you can't afford mistakes. You can't afford anyone not do that job. Gomez and nobody pressing in the middle of the park. It's just completely done. And Shawnee mentioned it earlier on. We you know we got done for every single mistake, and we did got get punished for every single mistake. Because again, if you look at the stats, even at the end of the game, we've had seventy percent of the ball. You know that's a that's a that's an opposition at home comfortable to allow us to not be effective on the ball to to overplay it to not be penalized. The sorry more unfortunately you would have liked to see Thiago for example. You know when things get a little bit frustrating at one nil down because it didn't matter who was on the park we were going to be at one nil as Shawnee said there because of Adrian. You know and I and, and I don't want to talk about the back pass from from Robertson because nobody wants to criticise Robertson but you don't play a back pass like, like that to a goalkeeper who you, you don't have confidence in but anyway he control for me you know you, you, you'll set your head spinning by talking about who made mistakes where, but it's the way you set up as well and we just never we never set ourselves I could see Verza van Dijk frustrated more frustrated than I've ever seen him tonight because he's just looking around going you know who's going to join me in this game, and then he started having a bad game himself. He threw him, yeah, himself at uh, eighty. Poor the next playing up tonight. I think the internet must be a bleeding Liverpool fan because it's having a fucking meltdown here tonight as well. Um, but just to just to touch on his yeah. uh, on on you know on Peter's couple uh, of Peter's points. That's already. You see, see the line, the offside line. We're talking about sort of. Virgil holds this offside line and and we're sort of we're talking about Gomez being on the wrong side again this is all about communication and it all stems from that goalkeeper the confidence and the communication of a team always always in every team in especially at this level starts from the goalkeeper and we've seen how much it influences this team since Allison's come in Everybody thinks goalkeeper's position is just, look, do you remember we used to say millionaire, oh, he's a great shot stopper. Give him a buy, you know. Even Pepe Reina, oh, good shot. But communication. Now, Pete, you're talking about Robertson giving the back pass. Robertson is, is, a, is a professional footballer that's in every right to give that pass to his goalkeeper playing for Liverpool Football Club. It's then on that, it's on, then on that keeper to do the, the most... Yeah, but great. 
he's not he's not hitting the ball to midfielder who can trap the ball and get it out of his feet quick. But this is my he, point. But this is my Robinson point. Plays the ball, Robinson plays the ball over Treasure Guy's head. Over someone. Back into, it's completely the wrong decision. It's terrible decision making on Robinson's part. Yeah, but You're this a is you can he can literally send that and we go again. That's, but that's my point. Thing. But this is my point. When you're drilled to play a certain way, like our team is, right? It's very difficult to come out of habit and then start thinking who you're passing the ball to. I'd hate to be that player in a Liverpool team that has to think about every pass who I'm passing to. That's a awful way of playing at this level. We big up club. We do big up club, and rightly so. He's the best manager in the world, right? And one of the best sides in the world. But sometimes you just have to use your initiative, and, and yeah. you need that. That's <clears throat> the top players take responsibility, and I'm not saying we haven't got top players, but tonight they didn't take responsibility. They none of them did. 100%. Not one of them. They, not they all hid from the jobs. Barry I thought Hotta did, Sean. I thought Hotta had a go. He did. He had a go, P, yeah. and he was. I thought Jota did and for some. He, and I thought yeah. him and Robertson. I think Andy Robinson has been our best player this year. Yeah. Um since since we've since the season started. Yeah. Like, yeah. But sometimes you just need to, especially in that going forward. Going look, forward, he has. At Anfield, at Anfield, you get away with that. Now people are gonna turn around and say there's no fans, there's no difference. I'm telling you, it does make a difference. Your setup away from home is always different than how you are at home. Yeah. Away from home at Villa Park, it's always a tricky game. Patrice Everett, who said he won Premier League title after Premier League title, turned around and said tonight. You always knew coming to Villa Park, you were in a game, and it, it, it's as simple as that. So you, you going the first ten minutes of that game need to be managed. We never ever got control. We never even tried to take control. We were chasing our tails from minute one, and you, at at some point, you need, players need to say, Do "You know what? It's not fucking working. We'll sit in here, but we didn't. We got peppered. They could have been eight or nine. It's utterly embarrassing. You can point fingers at the mall, and you can point fingers at Klopp as well." Because I think Klopp is also part of the plan because he could have intervened earlier as well. Well, that's an interesting point, right? So we'll skip ahead. Um, I'm going to come back to individuals now in a second. But do you feel that Klopp's substitutions were the right changes that he made? Do you think that like bringing on Jones, for example, when he brought on Jones was the right move? No. To put him where he put him? Should Milner have come on there maybe to to solidify the, the midfield? Should Henderson have come on there maybe? You know, Klopp's definitely isn't um, without blame in the whole thing. But Absolutely. it, it, it Keith, was just think, one of the... Go ahead, Grizz. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think just like the team, Klopp was passive with his changes. I think yeah. when we saw... I would have take, look, hindsight, sitting in our armchair, right. having prawn cocktail crisps, we can make decisions and talk about what we would have done now, right? But I would have taken Gomez off very early. Jose done these kind of things in the past. I get sort of giving them another sort of up to half time. I would have done it. I would have slotted Fabinho straight back into the Gomez because Gomez is young. Gomez is going to be, and I still believe he's going to be, a brilliant, brilliant centre-back. But Gomez's performances range from nine, like he was against Arsenal, to three out of ten. And who was criticised for those kind of performances? Degsy Lovren. But Degsy Lovren obviously was a, you know, professional, uh, 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 a more experienced professional. So Gomez has got that against uh, for him. We can't overly criticise Gomez because of the fact that he's got the inexperience on his side and he will get better. But, but as a manager, 
as a world-class elite manager, you have to see and you have to know your players when they've gone. No, they like to see Gomez's game was in tatters by minute 35, 40. Because what's his name? The Watkins had him Watkins. He was running him ragged. Now, Trent's not out of this. We will possibly get on to Trent. But that triangle in that right side of the corner where Gomez, Trent and Adrian was and where they lived was atrocious. It was worse than Sunday League. Fabinho, I would have personally slot Fabinho back on and made that chain and brought on Minamino far earlier or Jones and slot Genie because Genie was passive again. You know, I'm sorry, Genie was out again. Contrasting to the Arsenal performance, this is what's bewildering and this is why... I think uh, we all agree that it's anomaly. We just we don't see ten passive players on a Liverpool shirt. You might get the odd two, three, and we have a grumble and a moan about one or two are passive. But that was the first time where we saw nine, ten players absolutely dead. Very true. And tell you what, if, if that's not a fucking rocket, because I'm telling you now, every year we've went to Gunnison on that club, we've been fucking shy. And if that's not a rocket. And there's not a statement in a fortnight's time. Well, then you need to fucking shelve your talk of running away with another league again because we're in this. This is going to be a mad season. This is going to be a crazy season. Look at some of the results yesterday and today. And I tell you what, absolutely no excuses being made here. There was turmoil in air camp this week by the looks of it from the outside <coughs> looking in because. I'm telling you now, everyone's up the wall about these COVID things. Thiago's obviously bought the COVID in, from what I can see. Because there's no other way players should be yeah. contracting. And it's spread to Mane. And obviously, with incubation periods and stuff like that, it's possible that it's in and around the squad. All right? And then you have Alisson getting injured. There's been a whole lot of uncertainty. And it's not what you want. The managers go on every week about only having one game a week and two days to prepare for a game. It was a nightmare. It was on a shout out today. Everything came out. This was an opportunity for us to put a foot in the throat again and go. And we missed it completely. It was a complete misstep. And it just goes to show we're going to be in this again. Pep and City, everyone has questions asked about them. We are not fucking invincible here. It's a massive build up the hole. And listen, how we respond is exactly what, what how we can go forward with this. This is where you make judgment. I don't want to hear people saying, oh, the squad's not big enough, this, that, and the other. That's bollocks. This is the best squad we've ever had. We have a couple of injuries. <clears throat> Everyone has got to struggle when that fourth choice goalkeeper is out. It's a yeah. fact. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. We got exactly. beat, we lost, we take our licks, and we move on. But a fucking response is paramount at Goodison yeah. Park. We it can't really go is. there timid and respectful the way we have been. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how good that they are. No, I agree 100%. But if we look at it, um, Ramez has a comment there, still don't need a centre-back. What happens when Gomez is having a stinker and Matip's injured as always? Also, what's happening with our midfield? Exactly. There's a load of people in the comments that are thrown in. You know, I've said that Gomez is the best young centre-back in the world and Andy has said he's the best young centre-back in the world. Look, we'll stand over that because 23-year-old centre-backs will have rickets and we'll have periods where they're out of form and they get through and Gomez has had these periods and he's come back Gomez is a, is a wonderful centre back let's make no Gee, mistakes I don't want I don't want to watch Joe Gomez chasing shadows when James Rodriguez is 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 teasing those lines it's going to hurt us with uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin 
doing what he's doing, I think he, he Gomez will Stop be a target. I, I would play for I think that's the game that we Stop. need. I think I think Stop. Gomez I'd can step in and do that. Yeah, I'd put like if we're going on with our right bar rowers, we didn't turn up yeah. today and we got turned over. It's the Premier League, you get poked. Sometimes you yeah. get poked. They scored every shot they took today. Yeah. By the second half. Why should Gomez why should Joe Gomez why should Joe Gomez play the next game? I don't understand. He doesn't have he to play the as next as game. You can put Fabinho in there, but you don't turn around and say, I don't want to see him again around this, this, and this. No, you, no, no, listen, no, listen to what I said. I see Joe Gomez play centre back. And get the run around. I want the out there, and I want Fabinho at centre back, and Henderson hopefully back in. I agree. And we'll see what happens. For me, I agree. For me, Joe Gomez needs to watch three or four Liverpool games to to get just to That's sit him down. He's twenty three. He's young. Yeah, hundred percent. For me, it's normal. Yeah. If a shocker if like we, that, it's time to watch. If we had Matip and we had Matip fit, it's an easy call. It's take Gomez out of limelight and you play Matip. We don't have that luxury at the moment. And the option is Fabinho. Now, Fabinho stunk as well today. Let's make no bones about that. I, but, I, I thought he was one of the... He was closer to his usual game. But when he went to centre-back, I thought he was cat. But then the game yeah. was gone at that they stage. Gone. You know, the game was gone. Yeah, all over the shop. Look, I, I, I'm going to agree with Peter there in terms of there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a young centre-back out of the f- line of fire. And at the moment, Calvert Klein. I'm going to call him Calvin Klein. I don't know his name. You know, Simon Calvin Klein, right? Simon Calvin. I like that. He, he, you know, he is fire at the moment. So you take him out of the line of fire at the moment. I'm not about this. This little game, he will prove his no. i tell you the reason why. The reason why is because our squad enables us at the moment, at the moment, to put Fabinho back there, who's pocketed Lewandowski and Werner and the like, right? Every time he's played there even though we're always worried about him going back there. And 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 then most importantly, who comes back into our side after the two-week break instead of Fabinho in central midfield? Henderson. Henderson. And he makes the total difference to the dynamic of our team, the passion, the energy, the structure of our team. It totally changes it. I don't think any of us will disagree about Gomez's capability and his potential. Yeah. But there's absolutely no harm in taking a young centre-back. And we've discussed so many times, centre-backs don't peak until 28, 29. Let him learn, let him... And this is his learning process. There's exactly. no one who's going to say, never put on a red top again. Fuck off. Right? That's reactionary. But there's nothing wrong with sitting down, calming down, analysing the situation and say, well, even though we worry about it sometimes, Fabinho hasn't put a foot wrong at centre-back. Forget his little cameo today. But generally, when he's played at centre-back, there's nothing wrong. Add to that the experience and the command of Hendo coming back into midfield. I genuinely think we'll be fine. But look, as today, I thought Trent, even Virgil, Gomez, I, I thought it was shambles. And that's the best way of describing it because I know they scored with every fucking shot. Even without taking a shot on target, they seemed to score. Mm. right? Mm. But the, the score still flattered us. So that's my pain because it still flattered us. But look, there's nothing we can do about it sort of in terms of right now, as Jürgen Klopp says, the, the frustrating part is none of his players are around now. They all go off international duty. He can't even sort of drill them in training, which is the frustrating part. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. Now, a lot of people are making the comments um, about the midfield not functioning and what can we do about the midfield? 
Johnny, do you see any problems with the midfield? Or do you think tonight. come the tonight? I forget tonight. but not tonight, but in general, do you As think a whole, there's a problem with Liverpool's not. midfield? The area where well, I'm most sound, to be honest. Um we have loads of diversity now in midfield. Look, Thiago's out and Henderson's out. You put Henderson Thiago into that midfield, it automatically changes everything. Yeah. We control that game from minute one if them two lads are in there, regardless of who's in your net. Yeah, the thing is with Liverpool, normally when we've gone behind in games, we went behind against we went behind against Arsenal. Nothing changes. We we just go on, we get on with our game. Didn't happen tonight because of the way we gave up the goal. It was shell shock and it was a realisation for the lads. The ten outfield lads going, Oh for fuck's sake, this this is it now, isn't it? Like for because from what I went to led to believe, Allison's injury is rather serious. So it's gonna be quite some time before he's back four to six weeks they're saying and them boys now they are going to have to fucking dig in to get results now and it's just it's not helpful at all with the scheduling of football now between after the break it's two games a week Champions League League Champions League League Champions League League it's non-stop so he is going to be responsible for those dropping points and that's just the way that it is we've left us Self, look, in like Chris said earlier, hindsight is twenty twenty, and with a goalkeeper situation repeating how it happened last year, um, it's clear that Adrian is not good enough. He's just not good enough to do what we need to do. We agree. Midfield is not an issue. Then back. No, midfield is is not an issue now. Yeah, when we line up against Everton in the derby, hopefully we'll have Thiago and we'll have Henderson in there and it changes the whole dynamic of the whole team, but of certainly of the midfield. And then you're putting in one other, whether that's Kate or whether that's um, Genie, you know, flip a coin on them. They, they were both bad tonight. Pete, I'll come to you. Um, the... The midfield, the midfield issue that we have, um, the and I know your your opinion on Joe Gomez is is quite, uh, you know, you you don't rate him and you put Fabinho in there. Is that what you're going with for the the next game and for the foreseeable future, or do you think Fabinho in the hold the midfield role will give us more? Let's say we went with a Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson midfield three. Does that give more protection and more, as Shani said there, you're keeping the ball, you're controlling, you're dictating. Does that keep it away from the defence and take the pressure off? Is that where the problem uh, yeah, it, maybe it, comes it, from? It could potentially. It could because, you know, Liverpool win, lose or draw. I mean, I do agree with Sean, but Liverpool win, lose or draw, see an awful lot of the ball. 70% of possession today. So if you've got a player like Thiago, things become a little more subtle. And I think that's why he was brought in to be that deep line midfielder who plays, spots those key passes. It's not going to be a bunch of assists like all the internet idiots think it's going to be. It's it's going to be a bunch of key passes opening up teams. And it becomes... We've I've played centre-half, Sean. You've played... The worst thing is when a ball is coming back at you all the time. Someone like Thiago just maintains possession from those deep lying areas. So I, I can see, hopefully, when he settles in, when he starts to start, you'll see a lot more joy. You know, I, I think the goals will start to flow and there'll be less pressure. And it then becomes, that's when it becomes a time when you can possibly bleed Joe Gomez back into the team. Because for me, Fabinho has to start, given Matip's injury um, and the, the lack of real depth, Fabinho has to start beside Virgin van Dijk after of what we saw tonight, to be honest. 
Very true, very true. Um, Grizz, I'll come to you. No, go ahead. I was coming to you anyway. No, I thought you might ask me a different question. I I was going to, yeah. I was going to, I wanted to sort of just give my opinion on the midfield scenario. You actually, your original question to Shawnee, and is there any concern or whatever? Individually, and as as a collective unit, and the name and the players that we've got in midfield, it's the strongest that I can remember. It's the best set of midfielders overall. My concern, though, is we have to find a formula and a balance with these set of midfielders at the moment. We haven't, we haven't at the moment. My concern would be the three that we play if we play a three midfield. I genuinely believe, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I think we do need to tweak the system a little bit. We have the players to do so now. We haven't had the players to do so in the past. I genuinely believe we have a, have, a, have the formation, sorry, the players to play formation that will surprise the opposition. Again, this manager came out and said the same thing. We knew how they're going to set up. We knew where their weaknesses were. Now, that's the only slight concern and worry for me. I don't want to hear managers say we knew how Liverpool were going to set up. I don't want to hear that. I want us to be, you know, so flexible in our variety, in, in, in the way we play and variety because we've got the midfielders. Obviously, we can't do it now because Thiago and Henderson are out. But I'm just saying going forward, you know, you asked about the midfield. That's just my opinion. Mm. Yeah. No. Can you, can you see, Grace? Can, can I ask you, Grace? Can you see... Klopp being ruthless and making some sort of goalkeeper change with, you know, somebody was talking earlier on about uh, Gazaniga being uh, being available. Can you see him? I can see something ruthless happening. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no town like a cowboy town. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a rose in the wheel going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. I've, 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 I've asked for ruthlessness from Liverpool this summer, and, they, and they've given us ruthless, in my opinion. I just think the timing is just, it's just, it's just not possible. I don't think bringing in a goalkeeper for four, six weeks and playing in our system and the instructions that how many instructions we need to give to a keeper to go into straight into the way we play is possible. It may be, but I, don't, I can't see it. It's just not possible. Uh, but it, 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 can't like, any, possible. it can't be any worse. It, it, it can't can be any be. worse than Adrian. No, well, well, than Adrian. Yeah, yeah. All right, I get that. You're right. It can't be worsening because, you know, I think of him. But, you know, a lot of people are asking for a centre-back as well. I can't think of a centre-back that you can just throw in there and play in a clock team right now. You know, I, I don't see how it works and how you buy someone just like that. So it's very difficult. It's very difficult. As, as we guys have said and accepted, we have to go forward with this now and accept that he will be our goalkeeper for four, six weeks. And he's not Alisson. So we have to adapt the way we play, which is a shame. You know, we're talking about Robertson thinking, you know, leave it to the players to think and work, it, work the problems out on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, Shani, is there a problem with Allison? Do we have a question with Allison with three injuries in the last two years, or is it just one of them things? Um, 
that happens, they're not, they're impact injuries, aren't they? I mean, he collided with Trent for this one. There was a hip injury last at the end of last season. And then there was the, the one at the start of the season. With that, like he's not an injury-prone player. I'm not saying he's an injury-prone keeper. But do we need to... Is, is having a, a job or like Adrian good enough if Alisson no. is going to be susceptible now to, to knocks? You know, if a keeper starts getting little knocks here and there... No. I think... I think after this injury now, it will definitely be something that's conscious in the mind of Edwards and Klopp going forward because, look, it's weird to say that a, a player is injury. Every single player is injury prone. Anyone can yeah. get, like, True. can have a contact injury like that. But same way people say Gomez is injury prone. He was getting hit. He was getting hit. He's never, he's never out with a toy strain or a groin strain a la Lovren or Matip. Uh, but with the form, like you go on the last two seasons, it would definitely suggest that we need a higher caliber, a second keeper, um, to deputy, deputize towards Allison. Now, look, we signed Adrian on a free. He wasn't getting a game for West Ham. That's exactly what we've gotten. So we shouldn't really be surprised. You know what I mean? Um, maybe they will probably, maybe they need to probably just drop ten or fifteen million next summer on someone who could pen- potentially. Detrone Allison at the other end of his career. So a younger keeper who you can trust to do the fundamentals because look, we can't improve Adrian anymore. He's what? Tore, he's out. He's, he's in the twilight of his career. So what you see is he's never going to get any better under his stewardship. So you need somebody to come in and to be able to say, Do you know what? If he goes out, we'll be all right. And to be fair, we haven't even got that with Van Dijk because you can see all the money teams splashed on centre-backs and you look at Maguire and the likes. If Van Dijk went out, we'd struggle as well. Alisson is out. We will struggle. We will have to suffer. Pete's in Spain and a big thing they say in Spanish football is sufrete. So you suffer. So in, in, in hard times in a season, you suffer. And the team who suffers the best, who is well able to cope with suffering, will be the team who in the end wins. They made excuses for Man City last year with Laporte and the likes. Well, he's back now and they're still shy at the back. So let's just let in, dig in. We're champions at the end of the day. It's one game. You dig in, you get behind them. You might hate Adrian. I don't like him at all, but he's wearing a Liverpool jersey. If you can only support Liverpool when the best 11 players are on the park, then fuck off. Want to play ultimate team. Want to play FIFA. If you think signing Upa Meccano tomorrow is going to make this problem go away, it's not. Like Chris said, it's so hard to find players ready-made to come in and play in this system. The only reason Thiago looks so good is because he's Thiago. He's one of the best to ever do it. Mm. And in fairness, Jota has been like a dog to water. Jota has been very good. He's slotting there. He just needs to take the rough with the bad. And today was as bad as it's going to get. Take solid from that. It's as bad as it's going to get. Because mm. you have to believe there's a rocket up the arse there. And we'll go to Goodison with a bit between that teeth. Because they're far from far now and they think it's all rosy. It hasn't even begun yet. We know that. We've learned this. We've been Who've in these they played? Who've they, we, played? We, they haven't played anyone ever. Exactly. So people just need I mean? to relax for a minute. The, the most relaxed person on that bus going home tonight will be Jürgen Klopp. Hmm. And Very you just true. need to lick their wounds and get on with it. You get licked out. You get battered sometimes. It happens. Even happened to fucking that great United time. 07, 08, 09. They took their licks. You need to learn how to take it. This is part of it. 
Exactly. And I think we do lose focus of, of that. You know, we, we were the last couple of years, the standard was so high where you can't afford a defeat. Look, you get a defeat. Peter, in some ways, um, is the fact that we got battered, right, by an Aston Villa better than getting battered by a, a, a rival? And I don't mean to denigrate Aston Villa. Look, they, they played very well. They deserve a lot of credit. We haven't really spoke too much about them. But is the fact that we were beaten by Villa 7 2 something that's like, right, it's a freak result. We just fix what's, what's you know, the issues are in-house and we just move on from that. There's nothing, there's nothing more, is there? Like, it's not like we're beaten by uh, Spurs or City or anything like that. It's, it's just a bad day. I think anybody would have beaten us tonight. I think yeah. Sean is right. Actually, Sean said that there would have been, Sean made a point earlier on that there would have been turmoil this week with everything that's going on. I think you're seeing the, the subtotal of that. We would, any anybody in that Premier League would have beaten us tonight and would have beaten us handy. We were all over the place. And it's no coincidence, you know, that it, what was what was unusual was to, to see the score, you know, ramped up. But, you know, four deflections, uh, a freakish goalkeeping error. And a, and a couple of outstanding performs from from Aston Villa, who made, you know, they were so efficient with the with what possession they did have. It was just everything just aligned at once. And I, I've said I said this to Philip Casey a few times, Sean. You, if you remember, we have to get used to being everybody's cup final. Every time everybody Liverpool are on that television, the commentators are up for it. You know, it's all about, you know, from minute 20, it's about running the clock down for the team that's beaten us. It's incredible. It's incredible. But we have to get used to that. The great teams in the past were used to that. And now we have to get used to that. And Sean is right. I remember Manchester United being beaten 6-3 by Southampton and everybody was talking about this fella's finished, that fella's finished. You know, it's 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 not all doom and gloom. I'm a, sh- I'm a shit loser. And I think we all are. None of us like this because you get so used to winning your whole yeah. life. As I said on last, a couple of weeks show, uh, my my first impressions of Liverpool when I was six and seven years old was that the game was 90 minutes and at the end of it, somebody handed Alan Hansen a trophy. That was my introduction to football. So you become a little bit spoiled. But I think Sean is right. Klopp will be relaxed because he knows that his team talk is done. You know, he just has to talk about how everybody, you know, Everybody has been waiting for this, and it's 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 party time for everybody else. And by the way, eleven people owe me a performance today. So you know, exactly. I said to tonight on Twitter, I feel sorry for the next team that 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 we play because we'll have eleven trialists on the park. To be honest with you, we'll have eleven yeah. strong trialists on that park. That's true. Uh, Dinesh Karoy puts in that Nick Pope for the future. I think Nick Pope's all that and Allison. And yes, <laughs> no, he's only you know. young. <laughs> no, I'm checking. No, he's 28. Nick Pope's 28. Is he? Right, so, yeah, goodness. yeah. I know. You get a few years out of a goalie, but Nick, Nick Pope's looking to be the England number yeah, one. You know? I was going to say, sorry, Keith. Sorry. No, yeah, go ahead, Grizz. I was going to come no, to you anyway. But, say, I think, yeah. He's, it, he's England's number one. He's not going to come and sit on our bench. And, you know, I think Nick Pope's the best, best English keeper out there, but there's no, you know, that doesn't really make sense for us where we are, where yeah. he's at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a difficult one. You know, the subkeeper, it it's an awful um it's an awful position, you know what I mean, to try and feel it, it, who wants to sit on the bench at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Um but the frustration with Alice Adrian is is look, okay, I'll accept the point from Shawnee and Pete about the back pass being over the fucking defender's head with side spin and curling oh, into him, right? Yeah. But, but uh, proper googly, right? Throw, they're bowling a googly at him, but yeah, why does exactly. he do that? 
But why doesn't he? The frustration lies with Adrian. Sorry, the frustration with the public is why doesn't he then acknowledge his own limitations and mm. do the basic thing, especially in the whatever minute it was? It's mm. he does this time and time again where he tries to play. It's almost like a competition with Allison to play the same way. When you're the by far the inferior keeper, you do what you're good at. You do what you was good at at mm. West Ham. You wouldn't have done that bollocks at West Ham. Tom, mm. Whoever the defenders were at the time would have given you the ball back and you would have fucking hoofed it into the corner. Mm. Why are you mm. trying to do something that you're not capable of? Again and again and again. And even the Jack Grealish finish, he, he mishit it into the centre of the goal. And, and his positioning was nowhere to be seen. He he doesn't inspire any of the team with confidence. And that's my slight worry. I get we're going to be rearing to go. I get Klopp will be calm. I don't think Klopp will be calm about his goalkeeping situation. I genuinely don't think so, guys. Honestly, that's why I asked you the question. That's why I asked you the question earlier on. I think he's going to be nervous, not nervous, not scared, not, but he's going to have this apprehension. Just like the rest of us, he's human as well. Because he's seen, now I read a stat where this is the 10th error that leading to goals from Adrian. 10th Ten. error leading to directly to goals. That's fuckery, guys. For an elite team like us, we can shine it up as much as we want. He's the best. You know, it's difficult to get a second goalkeeper. I get all that. But we're Liverpool Football Club now. We've got to move on and be harsh and ruthless, as you said, Pete. Sometimes you have to be ruthless if we're going to be ruthless, it's yet to be seen. I don't know. Let's see. Well, Dinesh said it's a bad day at the office. He's been supporting the Reds since 85, but he still oh, he the team. Be. And that's the, that's the spirit. Um, Arsenal Fan Circle channel thrown in. He's a regular contributor on here as well. Uh, I'd love to have kept both Leno and Martinez. Injuries can mess you up in a specialist position. And it's so true. You know, it is so true. You lose a goalkeeper and it can destroy you. And we got away with more that last year when we lost Allison. And I think I said at the time, and I'll put my hand up to this, I said Adrian was a fine backup for the simple reason that he wasn't Mignolet. And what happened with Mignolet was, as soon as he was in, the fans were on his back. There was a, a, an air of, oh, not him again. And Adrian just wasn't that. He got the support early on. Now, that's come full circle. There's no fans in there, but you can see the team just, they, they don't defend. Well, they were defending very bleeding high today, I suppose, but they don't seem to have the trust in Adrian, and it seems to fuck up all their heads as well. So it's maybe Keith, when, when, when you've got a broken when you've got a broken high line, it's it's when you've got a broken high line, it's a sure sign that whoever's breaking the line is afraid of getting caught in behind exactly. by somebody That's breaking cool. because they're but, you're, you're, you're going to get caught one on one with deeper. the keeper and they don't want to happen. Yeah, but subconsciously two yards deeper before yeah. our ball's even kicked. That's the trust, what it the is. trust isn't there. Absolutely. You're absolutely spot on. This is the problem we're going to have. This is where you can only fix it on the coaching, on the on the training ground. Exactly. Club name maybe looks at, look, Alison, if Alison's going to miss seven or eight games, club needs to think, okay, well, I'm going to deploy this system for this game. The thing is, I have a weapon. It's Grand playing the high line because we have Trent and Robertson pulling forward and we use the, we, we use the whole line as a trap most of the yeah. time. It, it is, because if you can avoid players on and we turn them over in midfield, bang, we can get at them. We don't have to do that now. So it might be seven or eight games now where Alisson misses, okay? 
just say worst case scenario. If we can change the system slightly to where we can still defend, but we can use the likes of Thiago to then be the creative spark in the team yeah. and start getting stuff going From again. Deeper positions. This is From where coaches earn their money. Absolutely. Money. Absolutely. It's a 38 game Premier League season. You are not going to have your day every single day. And the winners of the tra- the winners of the Premier League are the people who can pull it out when it's not your day. You need to be able to lose as well. Like someone said there, great co- Bob Paddock, bad losers don't win titles. You, you need to be able to take your licks. And this is yeah. it. it. Adrian is shocking, right? Don't get me wrong. He's not good enough, all right? Bottom line. Mm. But we need to deal, we need to accommodate him now in the team. We're not playing with an Allison in goal. So Klopp needs to say, okay, well, maybe we won't be 10 yards away from the box when the ball is played over the top from now on. Maybe we'll be a little bit deeper. Maybe we'll invite teams on a little bit more and we'll use our midfielders to get teams turned. Because that's the way it's going to be. Look, 11 v 11, this Liverpool team should be anyone, even if Allison's not in goal. All right? Yeah. It's as simple as that. Because the system is there. And the problem is when... People talk about having these identities, all right? This is the downside of having an identity, like Chris said. When all your key elements aren't there, you need to still be able to make that system work, all right? This is a well-oiled machine that Klopp has put together, all right? And we've seen last year in games when Robertson and uh, Trent went on it, we struggled massively, all right? And when, when Salah's not in the team, we struggled massively because it's a well-oiled cog and every single one of them, their job is important. No more so than the midfield. And they didn't do it tonight. Grealish had a field day. The thing that annoyed me most about tonight is, right, lads, I don't mind watching Liverpool lose games of football. I really don't. I grew up, look, I'm 28 years of age. For probably 14 years of my life, Liverpool have been shy. All right? That's as simple as that. Okay? I don't mind us watching lose games of football. What annoyed me was Villa enjoyed that tonight. You should never enjoy playing Liverpool Football Club. If you want to win a game against Liverpool, you had to put fucking blood, sweat and tears and everything into it. And if you come off and we get Nick 2-1, that's fair enough. You go to City and you have to walk for a win. Like, uh, not last year, the year previous, when they beat us uh, 2-1, they had to walk for that. They did not enjoy that 90 minutes. Villa enjoyed that 90 minutes tonight. No team should enjoy playing against us. We should be a fucking nightmare. We're not just, just pretty all on the ice team. We have to be... Look mm. at Arsenal last week. We suffocated them on Monday. Mm. Suffocated them. And they walked and they nearly got a result. And they would have died for that point. And you look at Villa tonight. We did not make them walk for that tonight. And that's what annoys me. That's the most annoying part of me, was watching them enjoy that game. Watching Grealish dink one past us. That should never be the fucking case. We should hold ourselves to a way higher esteem than that. And that's what clubs should be drilling into the players. Look what they did to you. These are supposed to be fucking journeymen at Villa. Um, they enjoyed that tonight. That's what annoyed me the most. Yeah, it's been touched on. You know, the, the right side of our defence with Trent and Gomez was horrific. Trent wasn't at it. I don't know how fit he was. Those, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the late the fitness test and all that sort of thing. And it was exposed. And Grealish had the run of us down that side. It was, it was shocking. It was terrifying every time they got the ball. You felt these fuckers could score. You thought that could have been 10. But Pete, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to move forward up the pitch. I'm going to talk about Bobby Firmino. Look, uh, 2-1 down, 1-0 uh, down. Bobby has 
two very, very good chances. Then the tour, which he misses. In fairness to Martinez, he's done very well. Then at two, I think two or three, one down, he's the, uh, no, at two, one down, Martinez has made a similar mistake to Allison, and it's been squared um, to Bobby, who decides not to shoot. So as much as Bobby, people talk about him being, you know, the great link, the great system, he's not doing it. We've touched on, on it earlier. He's not doing it. Then do the dirty bits. You know, actually finish your chances. He's not doing that either. The problem is we're kind of over a barrel with the way Bobby Firmino plays. It's very, very difficult to take him out. You've no focal point at all. And I think it's the one blind spot that we have. What do you do when when Bobby Firmino isn't firing? And he's not firing right now at all. He's been, I won't say shocking because he walks, when, when Bobby, Bobby Firmino is the type of guy that when it's not going for him, he still walks his arse off and makes it difficult for defenders. But for me, their defensive midfielders tonight, or midfielder tonight, their defenders looked comfortable. Tyrone Mings came forward five or six times in that first half, yeah. like he was Virgil van Dijk. A Bobby Firmino that's on form does not allow that to happen. For me, again, it's 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 trouble. It's it's troublesome. Who do you get to truly back up Bobby Firmino? Maybe for me, I would have brought I would have brought Minamino on for Bobby. That was probably the change I would have made at Pete, halftime. Pete, um, inst- show, I've, been, I've been I've been saying on this show, Pete, you can't in our squad in our current crop of players. We can't and we haven't got a Bobby replacement. Now, Bobby, I'll say how it is. Bobby's an atrocious finisher. I'm saying it. I don't give a shit what anyone tells me. I'm going to let my eyes and my judgment right, make the call here. He's an atrocious finisher, but he's a lovely footballer. He's an intelligent footballer and he's the most hardworking footballer. When he's not finishing, if he's finishing boots on, if he scores, he's a streaky goal scorer. He'll get two, three goals. The reason why I've said a change of formation is because of Bobby mm. Firmino. It's solely, Keith will know, I think Sean has been on a few shows. The only reason, because otherwise you're mad to change a system and a formation that's got you the league title by 18 points. But you, but I don't, again, mm. it's, I don't want to be, I don't want my team, Liverpool, to be labelled as predictable. And if Bobby's not on his game, there's not much happening for the rest of the team because he's so key. We've made him so key to the system. Klopp has made him so integral. We yeah, need a variety of way of playing. And to do I can that, live. I can live with Bobby not scoring goals. I really can because I know the majority of their goals comes from it's a three pronged attack, yeah. and he he's on the back of it. It's as simple as that. He does make a tick. But he's not even making a tick anymore. He's not making not, a tick, but that's my point. Last, we can't, you know, we can't you replace him with another forward. Normally, if you're getting pressed out of the game or getting hustled out, Harry, you can bang the ball into Firmino and it sticks to him. Right? And he, he'll roll his marker oh, and then had, you're in play. And he, you're had in proper, play. He, had proper, he had proper, proper Lukaku touch today. Honestly, yeah, everything that was hitting him was bouncing off him. And he wasn't I, I think... Even, I think uh, I think he's exhausted. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, we haven't had it. nobody. No, I, nobody has had a preseason. Yeah, and he's he's literally not stopped playing football for three years. Yeah, yeah. he's so, exhausted. He, he could be born under the candle on both ends. Now, but if Klopp is smart, if Klopp was smart, if he turned around and given your man playing tight uh, a phone call saying, "You know what, Bobby has a little nick. I think we're going to keep him here and have a look at him," because. Yeah. Mm. 
we we need need to be clever in that instance. Now was sort of lucky. Look, Alisson nearly missed the Arsenal game on Monday due to a COVID test. I'm I'm nearly wishing he did now because yeah. it's just it's circumstance. That's the way it is. Like you said, hindsight mm. is twenty twenty. You just have to get on with it. Very true, true. very true. Um a lot Bobby divides a lot of the fan base, you know. People think you you get this your centre forward should be scored in thirty, forty goals a season, but you know, we all sort of know that Bobby facilitates the others, he brings Absolutely, them in yeah. and his work dropping deep. I'm a huge Bobby for me now fan, I'll be the force to say he stunk it out tonight. But he sometimes he can be the easy target because of the goals um that, that don't come, you know. But he, he did set up Mo's goal as Ruben put in the chat earlier. You know, he, he had a couple of chances as as I think Riz RP touched on there that he went through. He made Martinez walk hard on one and he pulled one back to Kate where maybe he probably should have shot earlier, you know. But go ahead, Grizz. You're not in school. But but, but Keith, we we touched upon the defenders and the goalkeeper and Bobby. I think the most depressing to see was the energy levels of Naby and Ginny as well. Yeah. I praised them against Arsenal and said they were superhuman in their energy and pressing against Arsenal because they just didn't let them breathe. It was totally the opposite, as, as, as you guys were alluding to, in terms of how much time fucking Grealish and, and McGinn had on the ball. It was crazy. We don't let teams breathe like that. But they were breathing, having breathers. All that possession was useless. Forget all that possession stats in terms of Liverpool. We don't let the opposition be comfortable in position, possession. And that was Bobby and the two number eights' role. For being your dust step into that role, yes. But it's mainly Genie and Cater's role. Alongside Fabinho, uh, uh, Bobby when he drops deep, to make it a three that just don't let their midfielders rest on their laurels. And we did, for whatever reason. Naby Keita and Ginny, I thought, were so passive. It was, they played like elderly women out there, honestly. No tackles, no energy, no passion from them. And there was just, I, I didn't see any drive from any of them to make things happen either, which was, you know, very disappointing yeah. today. Very disappointing. Maverick puts in the chat there, stop scapegoating. If anything, Klopp should have changed things earlier. Keita looks like he will never be consistent and Genie just needs more rest. And look, we're not trying to scapegoat anyone, I suppose. We've been beaten 7 2 by Aston Villa. We have to talk about some poor, poor performances. Yeah, there's not going to be no scapegoats in a 7 2, mate. Fucking yeah, it, it's it's unfortunately, you know, so, so I don't like to single out players. Um, even Naby gets gets a lot of stick. I know I think Naby has his, his, uh, he does things well, even if they're not the exciting things that we see. I think he usually, you know, when we're pressing well, Naby is usually at the forefront of that. But there was no energy tonight from any of them from the start. It wasn't Naby's fault. It wasn't, you know, it was a collectively we were bleeding pony sure. tonight. And it just didn't look mm. right. Um, the, 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 the grim thing is, is now, the a large chunk of this squad goes away on international duty yeah. now. There clusters of teams where there's players coming from countries all over the world yeah. in True. the middle of a pandemic. Like this could be fucking mental. Yeah. Two weeks time. Because Klopp said, uh, look, we're playing on the half twelve on a Saturday. And some yeah. of our boys are gonna get back from South America on a Wednesday or a Thursday night. Uh, yeah. So they will have to be tested 
before they can train, cleared, and then ready to play on Saturday. Yeah, it's crazy. So, there's, look, nobody's scapegoating here, all right? At the end of the day, football is a game at this level is about punishing mistakes. And tonight, fucking Aston Villa had the Royal Flush. Every yeah. single thing went that way. It was a perfect storm for them. When balls were deflecting, normally they can go out for a corner or they go out past or they'll take the sting out of a shot and your keeper can save it. The ball was fl- the deflections were flying off, pinging over keepers' heads. They scored three goals. In the top three, corner. Three, three goal. It happens. The fourth goal, it happens. You're not, look, if you get them spread out over a season, you'd feel unjust. Yeah. You've got it all in 90 minutes tonight. We need to regroup. You don't fucking will. You don't exactly. will. Exactly. At the site of a challenge. We've been critical of City not having That's a goal when challenged this year. We need to have a goal now. We need to show yeah. that the goal is still in it. And there's no better place to do it than Goodison. But there's unmitigating circumstances at play here that people just aren't taking into point. They're talking about, oh, I have to go and do this, do this, do this. You've seen even the danger of bringing a player in from the outside brings to the squad. Yeah, Thiago tested positive. You best believe that's where it started. Now, I'm not having a go at Thiago. He obviously didn't mean to bring the fucking virus into the dressing room. But these are the little small risks you're even taking now by allowing someone from the outside. Because these clubs have created a bubble, in a sense. Yeah. And they've, they've created this ecosystem that allows us to continue to play football without any inhibitions during a, a, a pandemic. And that's gone out the window now. So... The, 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 like and now that we're being forced to send players off to international duty and they're going to come back from all corners of the globe this is going to be mental this is going to be yeah, absolutely yeah. mad it's it's going to be Nobody chaos call, but no, yeah, nobody's calling for a null and void now though it's amazing isn't it where, where are all the health um, and I tell you experts. what trust me come February or March they'll, they'll wish it was null and void because we'll be yeah. out of clear again I know it there's no doubt about it mm. we're the best team in the league we still are don't listen to what anyone yeah. says. We still are the best side in the league. Don't be look. Ole will be delighted with how that game went tonight because he has been he's getting off for a lovely one now that we got yeah. battered. Yeah, well, simple as that. He be sacked. He be sacked. Yeah. Just get on, get on with it. Look, four games, nine points. Only one team has done four out of four. It's everything. Relax. For fuck's sake. Well, Villa are not three out of exactly. three, are not Yeah, Villa, 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 we got slapped up tonight. I know I look like a fucking idiot saying that, but let's be honest. You're saying they're gonna they won three out of three keys. They be look they be happy when they get the forty points and yeah, you get that yeah. money next year Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I was tongue in cheek, you know, they're they're up there. There's a few teams that are in false posi- false positions. But when it all levels itself out, we're going to be where we deserve to be. And it's an excellent point that you've made there, Shani. Do we have the bollocks for a fight? Do we have the stomach for a fight? We're going to find out. Right? We're going to find out because we've said, and I know Pete's been vocal as well about Man City over the last while. Man City, in my opinion, 
are a great footballing team, but when it gets put up to them, they lead. They have a leader Don't in like Kevin De Bruyne, and now wonderful player. But does he have the stomach to lead his team to a fight? I don't think he does. I think he's a great player. The manager gets does. Stuck the, in. the manager cracks. Manager cracks. Manager cracks. Do, will you we know, have the me, same issues? Will we have the same issues? We seem to have good leaders in that team. Can we get over it? Can we move on? It's reaction to a, an absolute uh, abomination of a result. But it's an anomaly. It's not, a, it's not a stand. No one saw that coming. Villa didn't see that coming. Villa didn't plan there to go out and hump us. 7-2 they set that their game out to probably nick a draw do you know what I mean or not get bit and they've got a 7-2 win we were pony tonight we won't be that bad going forward we are right to criticise players tonight because you can't praise them after getting beaten 7-2 but let's not panic too much let's see where it where plays out and how the, the season lies, lies out so lads before we finish up right Shawnee said something there about the international break it's a disaster England have three games as well, Jordan displayed in break. So you'd like to think that Trent and Henderson and Gomez are the three England representatives we have. They're not going to figure too I'll much. i let Gomez play. <laughs> um, <laughs> let go. Look, I, I, don't, I don't think they'll have better options. I'm joking. They won't play. No, I know. No, they won't play. But COVID could be a big issue on this coming back. Um, fingers crossed it doesn't play out that way. But... If all all being equal, all comes back healthy, do you see a reaction against Everton when we get back, Shawnee? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's no excuse not that we've shown them way too much respect going there. It's two games, Old Trafford and Goodison Park. I can never get myself up for because I just know we go there and always show them. We never play our game there. We need to go there and show them. Look, Carlo is a top coach and he has a good group of players there now. But look, before a ball was kicked this year, we were wrote off. And we'll be wrote off again after tonight. And we need to just go. That's all we need. To go and just give it all we have and play the way that we can play. And we will win games of football, regardless of who's in the net. The funny yeah. thing is, everything on the tackles. Sean is right. That'll, that'll yeah. hurt them tonight. Them players will be haunting tonight. A lot of them players are regarded the best in the business in the in the, in the positions. Yeah. That will hurt them tonight. You could see at the end of the game, Milner, it was killing him. It was killing him. Mm. That will hold tonight. Mm. It's a little bit of a slap on the chops, and we need to take it mm. and get on with it. Maybe said, need it. Maybe we look look back at it. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not going to say a watershed moment because I don't think it's that dramatic. You know what I mean? I, I just, it was a perfect storm by Villa, and I, I'm not making any excuses, and I'm not going around saying they were lucky. They were fully worth that three points. They were superb tonight. They did. You were man. They were very good. As bad as we were, they were able to match it. Yeah. They were, you they have were to pretty. take advantage when a team does play like exactly. that. And, they say yeah. and we advantage. showed up and not played well in games and teams hadn't had the, had the goal to go and have a goal with us, but they did. And and they, yeah. they made us panic. So fair play to them, there's three points for them, but the response is key now. It's key. <sighs> if you have to have on a Saturday, it'll be the first game back after the international break. There'll be a chance for us because if we win there, we'll obviously go top. Well, I don't know whether we will because our fucking goal difference now is in yeah. bits. <laughs> so, um, it is. Yeah. Look, it, it's just another chance for us to go and show exactly what we can do. And yeah. there's no reason why it can't be. Don't lose faith of our one game, please. No, exactly. Peter, no, what about no, you? No. Do you see a reaction coming? Yeah. 
Completely agree. I mean, listen, the worst thing, like all great champions, all great winners, the the sometimes the best thing you can you can be a sucker punched, uh, you know, uh, to to really get get the the reaction is inevitable. It's inevitable. I said earlier on, on today, and I stick by. I pity the next team that we play because a man to man, whoever survives from the call or from whoever's not dropped, will go will be going out there to really. You know, put their balls on the line. For me, reaction is the least of it. It's it's going to be hardcore. Liverpool are going out to hurt somebody. You know, a lot of people's pride is hurting tonight. A lot of people, and sometimes it's a good thing. I'd rather this happen now than happen in April. You know, say if we're six or seven points clear and you you get a very bad you know reverse or maybe somebody's got a game in hand over you or whatnot i'd rather it happen now liverpool are the type of team get kicking the bollocks like this and then go on a six or seven or maybe eight or nine ten game unbeaten or winning streak that's the type of team liverpool are they always springboard and react from something like a fancy reaction and not just a one game reaction i fancy a multi-game reaction and liverpool will be uh, there's nothing better there's nothing harder to face than a team of quality that's angry the thing that was missing today today from us was anger liverpool have been angry in, in to be dispossessed how dare you take the ball off us how dare you score against us you saw it against arsenal when arsenal had the fucking temerity to go ahead after getting bashed for 30 minutes i saw somebody take the ball out of the net run to it like let's get at these that's the liverpool you're going to see for the next seven eight nine weeks true and Grizz what about yourself reactions all over the place bit of hunger bit of fight yeah it, look, this team hasn't this team hasn't let us down uh, in terms of reactions over the last two three years I can't think of I can't think of this team not reacting you know we've had we've had defeats we've had downs yeah we could look at the, the bigger picture in terms of like how we lost to City by one point that was a fucking, you know, right shot in the gut. The and then we came the back strong. Yeah. Then we go and lose the Champions League final. Then we fucking go and win it. Even defeats, you know, we have a defeat and then we fucking really fought up, put off, you know, other teams' throat. So I expect the same. I, I'm i not of the opinion that it's, we need a game. I'm grateful for this two-week break. Especially with this, this well, not the fact that the players are going away, but the fact that sort of we just need to clear our heads and get angry again and refocus. Um, seven two looks and is bad. Don't get me wrong. There's no shine away from it. But maybe tomorrow when we watch the game again, like I will, and we see four deflections and a back pass from a keeper, we may think. We we may sort of calm down with the with the sort of aggression towards towards LFC at the moment, but I think we'll get a reaction. And and you know the cliche is the best game, isn't it? It's what more do you want when you come when you want a game to sort of raise your levels in intensity, your passion, your focus, your concentration, than to play your your noisy neighbours who are flying top of the table under a brilliant coach. And, you know, we've labelled this team or Klopp has labelled his team as the mentality monsters and, and there's no better time to show why they're labelled mentality monsters from now in, from now onwards, in my opinion. Yeah, 
Uh, Dinesh says that we came back from losing 3-0 to Barca and won 4-0. So look, reaction, we all expect a reaction. It's not the time to lose the head. Let's just wait and see. Treat the Goodison derby like we usually treat the Anfield derby and just go out and try and whack these because despite what everyone says and despite what people think, we are a better team and we should go out there and prove that in the game. So look, lads, we'll leave it there tonight. Um, we, we've Look, we've all been disappointed. We've all been frustrated. You know, we came on, we done the show, and um, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, it wasn't positive, but we've done our best. So, look, Peter, thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure as always. Good to see you. Good to see you. Definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff, Grizz. Always a pleasure having you on. Yeah, nice one. I enjoyed that. It's 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 made me um, it's made me night a little bit better talking to you, <laughs> chaps. Love you, so stuff. That's it. Problem shared is a problem halved and all that sort of thing. Sometimes um, you need a tonic. Sometimes yeah, you need yeah. a tonic. Yeah, yeah. Or as we call it in Ireland, a build up the bollocks. That's what exactly. Liverpool does. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. And what a way to finish it. Sean, thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, Keith. Thanks for having me on, lads. Uh, not at all, not at all. Listen, so we'll, we'll leave it there. We've been the day trippers at the Fatback Four, and we'll see us all again soon. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.